0: Could you do me a massive favour and click follow or subscribe button? It helps the podcast out so much.
1: I, suppose I was going through a real denial and a really difficult time, kind of coping with the fact that my son has severe anaphylaxis, which I never expected. It and then the situation got worse because, um, as another waitress could see that I was having a heated discussion with the waiter, she came over to tell me and my husband it was okay because we don't have allergies, so it doesn't matter if my food has nuts. We also recognise there are a lot of uh, people blogging about food, but we felt there was no single place to share experiences, so that, you know, there was one resource where everybody could check out places based on the allergy friendliness.
0: Hello, welcome back to the Making Same Podcast. Our so first time doing it in a podcast studio, yeah. So how are you, Lillia?
1: I'm very, very good, thank you. How did
0: your journey in, was it okay?
1: It was fine, yes. It wasn't too busy, and unfortunately it was raining when I got to London, but
0: it yeah, we British weather. Yeah, so we <laughs> met at the, the Hoxton Hotel, and we realised it's completely not free as well.
1: It was. Amazing.
0: Yeah, so we went up to the staff and was like, everything like nut free, and she's like, everything's like nut free on the dish. And you even checked, like there's definitely no cross contamination as well. Yes. So that's amazing. So yeah, you're, you're the founder of Allergy Companions. Would you like to do like a bit of an introduction yourself to anyone who maybe have not heard of it before?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So hi, I'm Lilia, um, and I'm the founder of AllergyCompanions.com. Um, allergy Companions is effectively what you would call the trip advisor of the allergy world. So, the idea came about last year when I went on holiday to Norfolk with my family. And um, it was the first time eating out, really, um, the the four of us, uh, since our boy got diagnosed with a nat allergy. And um, we went to this restaurant, uh, did a lot of research, told them about the did nat, nat like, allergy. Did you like
0: ring up beforehand and like make sure like there was definitely like a of like how serious your son's allergy was?
1: Yep. Absolutely, I did all of that. It was on the booking. I called them on the day again to make sure that everything was going to be okay and they were comfortable catering for us. And then things went badly wrong. Um, And um, yeah, so...
0: So that was kind of like the birth, kind of out of frustration. So in regards to your son's allergy, how old was he when you found out?
1: So he was 13 months old.
0: Um, and was there like particular signs at the time as a mother, because I know I've interviewed a few different kind of mothers with kids with allergies and there's always that, that telltale sign when you think like, awesome, it's not quite right. Do you remember that first sign for you?
1: Yeah, so um, I think the very first time that I realised there was something wrong is I gave him some food i had nuts and then all of a sudden everything came out and he vomited i remember panicking i thought oh my god what's happened and i called james my husband and say you have to come home now yeah there's something not right but at that point it didn't really click it was more like he's sick and you know i just wanted james to be next to me because i did not see and then we sort of started realizing over a period of a few weeks that there was something not right with him. Uh, I didn't give him any more nuts, but I noticed that um, he was vomiting quite a lot and doing it quite frequently. And he'd never been a sick baby. He always been really healthy. Yeah. And we thought originally it was, oh, maybe there's a bug at nursery, you know, it started like a few. yeah. Exactly, but then this vomit wouldn't go away. And, you know, I would go into Birmingham for work and my husband called me and said, oh, Francesca's vomited again. I gave him yogurt and like some flakes and, you know, he's been sick again. And then I remember one morning, it was a Saturday and he woke up and he was all red in the face. Yeah. And at that point something clicked and James seen something on Facebook that mentioned that vomit could be a sign of a food allergy. Okay. Um, So I remember messaging, so we have a paediatrician that we've seen a couple of times over in Italy and also one of my brothers is a doctor, so I sort of message them both and ask questions. and, you know, the instinct was, you know, the answer was, yeah, maybe get him checked out. So on the Monday morning, I remember calling my GP and say, can you write me a referral letter to see an allergist? I have private medical insurance from work. I want to see someone. and. That some Saturday we went and saw. It's amazing you a got doctor.
0: seen too straight away because I know like with like some families like sometimes it could be waiting ages to try and get these appointments and then you just want to kind of get to the bottom of it. So with like Francesco like kind of going to like school or nursery shall I say, how were they when you kind of mentioned your allergy when you went to nursery? Were they like super understanding?
1: They were fantastic. The first thing they asked us is to see the allergy plan Uh, that our doctor was put together. And um, they went through everything that you could have, not have. They understood completely about the may contain. Uh, They told us that all their staff are trained uh, to use EpiPens and they know what to do. That's Uh,
0: amazing. And you mentioned earlier that you didn't really eat out much with Francesco, like kind of growing up with these kind of allergies in terms of like eating out in restaurants. Was that because it was just the anxiousness of like, are they going to take my son's allergies seriously?
1: Um, I think when, so when we first got the diagnosis, he was still a baby. He was only 30 months old. So we felt initially we didn't need to put him under that risk of eating our.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. At that age. Yeah.
1: yeah, And um, yeah. And then we were obviously worried as well, even if we were just, the ones eating out we would ask a million questions to make sure that everything on our plate was complete and free yeah. but we didn't feel the need initially to
0: yeah definitely to when he's still it. a baby as well like, exactly. yeah like you're not going to be eating out all the time at like restaurants so I mean what age did you was he when you did actually start kind of eating out at restaurants and then having to kind of start that dialogue with the member of staff to make sure that they do take it seriously?
1: So before last year, it it was only when we went on holiday abroad. uh, So we, stayed in a really nice hotel uh really nice in terms of the way they cater for yeah, yeah. in the south of italy and they were fantastic i spoke to the I remember you're italian as well i am
0: <laughs> so been... I, was, I was gonna say it must it must feel like ease like like that, that being kind of your native language that you can kind of speak to them in italian because sometimes like you've got to use algae cards and exactly sometimes it's quite hard with that kind of communication that if they do understand like how serious it is, so it must feel easy that like you can speak their language. Obviously, it was fantastic. Italian, yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. I do feel very, very lucky that we were yeah. able to. So yes, in terms of eating, now we went to this place in the south of Italy, and they were fantastic. They would even make bread, cakes, especially wow. for us. That's amazing. The, the waiter the, and the manager. The, there were two restaurants, The one opposite the hotel told me that they had a massive sign in the kitchen to say such and such room has a severe allergy, and all the food had to be prepared a certain yeah. way. So that was really the only experience we had eating yeah. out with our son, and then the pandemic started. Yeah. So I suppose no our one... experience was quite limited until then.
0: And like I think with the with the kind of the lockdown and everything, like no one was like eating out obviously they couldn't but no one's eating out at all but then when you get when it started kind of like the restaurant started to reopen then then it's like that whole kind of like anxiousness like kicks in yeah and then I was going to say in regards to like parties and and I think with obviously like you say you've got a kid with an allergy you don't want him to feel like he's like left alone or he's he's not defined by his Mm. allergies How have you kind of cope with that when when kids parties and then obviously speaking to parents to make them aware like how's that experience been for you
1: so we have a really nice group of friends and all of the friends we're close to they're amazing that whether you know we get together to go to a restaurant or someone's house they're all very very careful so when it's one of their parties we know that, that we can trust them 100% they'll check everything they'll get out of the way to make sure that all the party food and even the, the birthday cake is all the same for everybody I think where I finally perhaps a little bit more difficult is when their parents I don't know, yeah. but. I sort of found the courage, especially because of my website, I kind of always feel that if I'm not the one giving the example yeah. and speaking up for myself and my family, then nobody will. So sometimes it's quite hard. You receive an invite from somebody you don't know, you barely know who the kid is and you don't know the parent. And sometimes I sit on this invite thinking, oh, I need to really find the courage, to pick up the phone and explain the situation. Yeah. And, and actually, surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, parents have been amazing. They, you know, as soon as I explained, my son has a fear allergy, can't have nuts, but also he can't have any may contain product. They, as soon as you explain the whole situation, I think because they are parents, they understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so although I always feel a little bit nervous talking to someone I don't know, I think actually taking the time to educate and explain has made a huge difference. And we've been to parties where Francesco can just tuck into the cake and yeah, all the made, food, yeah. like everybody else, which is really, really nice.
0: It must make you feel a lot less kind of anxious at ease that when, when parents do kind of understand it. Completely. I think, because I think when I was growing up, like I was the only kid with allergies in the school. Is Francesco, is he, was he the only kid in his class with allergies, do you know?
1: So I think there is another child that has a red plate, uh, the same as him. And then there are a few in the other class and actually a few members of staff, believe it or not, have allergies. And, and actually when we were looking to launch the website last summer, um, we start, we didn't know many people with allergies. Yeah. So we started um, literally in anybody we knew or talking to anybody new to say, if you got an allergy, you know someone who has an yeah. allergy, could we speak to them? And actually a couple of my daughter's uh, staff members yeah. had a gnat and peanut allergy.
0: And did, I remember, so obviously before Anne, before the podcast was kind of speaking about, obviously it was at the Hudson Hotel, and was kind of speaking about allergies, and you said that you joined a few kind of allergy groups. How was that experience for you?
1: So when I first joined the allergy groups, it was uh, over three years ago, when my doctor um, told us about the anaphylaxis campaign and Allergy UK and said, you know, have a look on, Facebook for support groups and I remember joining the Allergy UK support group and I felt really overwhelmed at the time because I was I suppose I was going through a real denial and a really difficult time kind of coping with the fact that my son has a severe allergy, which I never expected it and I remember asking questions like what can I use as a moisturizer that's safe and this lady just answered, "Oh, you don't need anything on children; just use water." And I felt really like that's not what that's I wanted to know. To one, and yeah. and I remember at the time, maybe I was I wasn't in the right
0: headspace. Yeah. Headspace,
1: and I felt really oh, I don't know if this is what I want or this is what I expected. And perhaps I wasn't in a place where I wanted any advice I just wanted to protect my baby and just live in my own
0: And you probably feel world. that cuz I've been on a few of these groups and that sometimes they don't always kind of I mean I'm a bit like 29 now but like they don't always like resonate with me and like I can imagine like yeah, like some of the answers, it just fuels that anxiety rather than like making you feel at ease like that your awesome. kids got allergies, it just like increases it. And I think it's great to see more kind of like positive role models in the community saying they've got allergies, but it doesn't define them or it doesn't yeah. kind of like stop them like living their life. Exactly. Like, awesome. I really wanted to talk about the experience at the restaurant, which was kind of the birth of allergy companions yes. and um kind of you mentioned it on the website, but you didn't really go into detail. So I thought it'd no. be great to kind of get you on the podcast to kind of Talk about that experience in the restaurant, which kind of triggered um, the idea behind Algae Companions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this time of last year was when um, the government allowed us to go on holiday and rented accommodation. You could eat outside, but not inside a restaurant. And we felt that, you know, Francesca was three and a half by then. We felt it was the right time perhaps to start experiencing eating out as a family. Um, so being the person I am, I did a lot of research. I looked up every single place that was recommended on Mission Guide, TripAdvisor and whatnot to see where I could go. And I found a couple of really lovely pubs, restaurants that were amazing. I mean, they cooked things that were off the menu. They made sure that everything was completely away from any nuts, no cross-contamination. So we felt, oh, eating out with allergies is not too bad. Yeah. And perhaps we could do this as a family. And then I found another place that at the time was recommended on the mission guide, no longer there, not sure why, but, um, and again, I felt I did everything I needed to do. I did a lot of research, I looked through their menu, looked fine, the messaging around, I'll you speak to a member of staff and all that was there. And I also spoke to them before going. I even called them on the actual day of our meal. So you've meal. done
0: everything. It feels like a checklist, like yes. you've rang them, you checked the website and like, you went to this restaurant thinking they're fully aware about how serious exactly. this son's allergy is.
1: Yes, I'm very militant when it comes to yeah. eating out. I mean,
0: you have to be, yeah, definitely exactly. with allergies, yeah.
1: And um, on the day, uh, so I called them and they said, "Yeah, the chef is very much aware. This is what your son can have, and we'll make sure that all your food is also nut-free." So then we turned that putter on the day at the restaurant, make sure that again they knew who we were, that our son carries epipens, that we wanted all of our food, not just our son's food, to be completely nut-free. So we came to order in the food, and I ordered a chicken dish. No mention of nuts on the menu. But I did mention to the waiter that I wanted to make sure that, again, all our food was nut-free. So then the food came and my chicken dish was presented to me and it looked very strange to me. It looked like it was covered in nuts. So at that point I called the waiter over and said, what's this on my plate? Is it nuts? Because it looks like nuts to me. And his first reaction was, I don't think so. And I said, What do you mean you don't think so? It, is, it either is or it isn't. And I, considering that my son's EpiPens are right there on the chair, I want you to take this plate away immediately. Yeah. And so he did, disappeared for 20 minutes, and then came back to confirm that the chef wanted to let me know it is nuts for my plate. And
0: After 20 minutes as well. Like, what yeah. took them so long? Like You should know what you're serving your customers. Like.
1: Exactly. I, I suspect that we're probably yeah. having a, a bit of a debate in yeah, the kitchen couple, as to yeah. what happened. And as you can imagine, my, my son was already eating at that point because his dish was fine. He was hungry. And I could just see my husband was like, he couldn't eat anything. And it, we were just so upset and angry inside. But we were trying to smile as much as possible in front of our children. Yeah,
0: I can imagine it's, like, difficult as well because you don't want to get upset in front of your child, but then, like, inside, like, you want to scream and shout kind of thing. Like, exactly. Yeah, it.
1: And then the situation got worse because um, as another waitress could see that I was having a heated discussion with the waiter, she came over to tell me and my husband it was okay because we don't have allergies, so it doesn't matter if my food has nuts in it and I, I just thought this is just even worse yeah. you just making this situation
0: just not taking it seriously no. I've had that before where like the waitress is like it's only traces so it's it's just like it's really annoying that number one they just obviously they don't take it serious but also like it sounds like they didn't want to take any accountability to what no. they've just done
1: not at all and at the end of the meal the manager even tried to give us 20% off our bill <laughs> which felt you know Yeah,
0: insulting, yeah. So
1: insulting, absolutely. And we did have a very, very long discussion. I hope they've learned their lesson. And yeah. in many ways I'm glad that nothing happened and yeah. you know, I said to them take this as an opportunity to learn because this could have ended up very, very badly. But anyway, go talking about something a bit more positive. So you know, that was very much the catalyst for allergy companions. Yeah. So, you know, though that situation was horrible and I really hope that nobody has to go through it, that evening when the children went to bed, James and I looked each other in the eyes and thought, that was pretty horrific and we never want to go through it again. Equally, we started sort of debating, thinking, well, how many people must have
0: Gone through this experience, yeah.
1: And, And also, you know, how many people must find hard to eat out and find places.
0: Cause I think, I think at the minute, I think with like eating out with an altitude, like the only time you kind of hear about like good experience with restaurants is like, maybe like an Instagram post or maybe an Instagram video. And if you've not liked it or you saved it then. Oh, if you're not on Instagram. Yeah, it's like really hard then to like find out, oh, I remember someone speaking about this, but which restaurant was that? That's so. Awesome. Besides share Making Same Podcast is sponsored by Food Llama. So if you do your grocery shopping online, it's like a Google Chrome extension. So, when you go on the asda.com right, like, you download the extension as a tick or a cross against all the products. So it's very easy to distinguish whether you can have it or not. So yeah, it's great to have the drama sponsoring the podcast. It's only a beta version at the minute, so it only works on Asda, but hopefully it will work on other super packets very soon. But yeah, make sure to check out, I'll leave a link in the podcast description. So, the, was that kind of like then the birth of our companions? Absolutely. Like?
1: Exactly. And precisely, we, we first of all thought, oh, maybe we could become bloggers. And then we thought, nah, <laughs> we have two blogging, small children. Like, blogging, like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We thought we have two small children, jobs. You know, there's absolutely no way we have time to eat out every single day of the week. Yeah. And we also recognized there were a lot of uh, people blogging about food, but we felt there was no single place to share experiences yeah. so that you know there was one resource where everybody could check out places based on the allergy friendliness. Yeah. So we sort of came up came up with this concept of a supervisor for people with allergies and yeah. celiac disease. So that, you know, if I go to a place and they are, let's say good, let's yeah. talk about good stuff. Um, and I tell you a place then you tell me a place. Yeah. Then your friend tells you a place Then someone else does a place. And all the million people that yeah. are affected tell each other places that they should go to or maybe avoid.
0: It's like a community. Exactly, yeah.
1: then it becomes a really useful platform
0: yeah. where
1: we can all share experiences, um, good or bad, of food venue, so it could be a restaurant, it could be a cafe, it could be a bakery, a hotel. Yeah. It doesn't matter, Even a ch- I get reviews for children's trampoline places. Yeah. It, it literally can be anything, anything yeah. but it's so valuable because then the thing with TripAdvisor, it's open to the whole world, yeah. to the whole community.
0: And so it's really hard to kind of then filter through allergies. I mean, you can search allergies, but then, it's, it's not like a platform which is catered towards people with allergies. No. It's really hard to kind of find that information. So I think when I did go on your website, for me, it felt like the TripAdvisor for Allergies where it's very easy um, in terms of like the interface and like your location to kind of then filter through like the allergies and like what you're allergic to then hopefully find an allergy-free restaurant which you know exactly. is going to be your safe eating at.
1: Exactly. And I think what's really important, because it's from people like me and you who are affected directly or indirectly, it, you can kind of yeah. trust them because you know you know that those people look for a certain type of reassurance and yeah, they yeah. look for the waiter to provide positive messages and to check with the kitchen and to check that the chef is being informed and all of those things. Yeah. And actually I've had a lot of feedback from some of our users saying that, you know, a year ago they felt really anxious eating out and finding recommendations on the website is actually giving them the courage to eat. It out. makes you
0: feel less less anxious as well. Like definitely when like eating out of an allergy, if you know like someone's eating there before or someone's recommended a restaurant and they've got allergies as well, it definitely like reduces my kind of anxiousness. And imagine it's the same for you, like obviously having, because your daughter's got an allergy as well.
1: She does, yes, she's allergic to fish. So but like, she wasn't part of the story behind the website. Yeah. She was diagnosed I've, a few weeks later. Yeah, that's a cr- few weeks after we launched that
0: crazy that isn't it like you kind of your son's got an allergy You have this really bad experience You kind of you set up this website to help people eating out allergies and finding a restaurant that they're safe with And then a few weeks after that your daughter got dinos with a fish Is it fish, fish allergy. allergy? Yeah I mean how I felt that? like I was yeah. meant
1: to do this.
0: Yeah, it was like fate in that sense like
1: yes Absolutely.
0: So, like, are they very, I mean, your daughter and son, are they very different personalities? Like, I know we spoke at Hodgson Hotel where you're saying, like, is it your daughter doesn't really eat, like, chocolate or she's not <laughs> no, really she into does. cakes? Like.
1: No, it feels like, it feels really strange because my son loves chocolate and cake, yeah. which is quite, especially cakes, really hard to get outside the house. Whereas my daughter is just not interested in yeah. anything sweet, anything naughty and, you know, yeah. anything treat, treat-like she's yeah. just not interested
0: but it's amazing uh, but i was gonna say back to kind of like the algae companion and kind of setting up would the goal be to just make it as big and as accessible as you can hopefully in the future so everyone can kind of eat out safe with an algae
1: absolutely i mean my uh the, well first of all the platform is completely free to use and always will be i never ever want yeah. anyone to have to pay to use it because it doesn't make sense. It's got a social purpose and it's there yeah. to help you. You want
0: to make a difference. Yeah. Exactly.
1: But my dream is really to be able to look on the map and say, right, we're going here this weekend or we're going on a family yeah. holiday and be able to go to any location across the UK and Ireland and be able to have loads of options of good places. And, and also knowing that it, they come from different people with different dietary requirements
0: because it's not just allergies is it is it like gluten as well if you've got like a a gluten allergy that you can kind of filter through like everything
1: yes so what we did through the website we because we wanted to make sure that it was representative of the allergy and celiac community or people with intolerances so we wouldn't exclude anybody uh because in reality, um, you know, we have we are affected by nuts and fish, but people are have all sorts of allergy profile. Yeah. Or you know, I have friends who are celiac, and then their son has an egg allergy, or you know, they're, in their group of friends, they have different yeah. allergies. So it's really we want it to be in, as inclusive as, as possible, really.
0: What's been the biggest challenge with the website, or what's been the b- biggest challenge so far, like trying to create this? platform, is there anything which kind of comes to mind?
1: I suppose uh, when we first launched, um, you know, you're really excited and you're like, I want to go out there, I want everybody to know it. And I remember talking to uh, a web agency about launching a website. And the way he sort of described it, which always stuck in my mind is, imagine having a shop in the middle of the desert and you have to create roads so that people can get to your shop and yeah. come and spend money with you or come and buy your product. Yeah. Imagine your website a bit like that shop in the desert and you have to
0: find ways to like draw. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I, I suppose the biggest challenge is to make sure that everybody knows about it and we can help as many people as possible. Even
0: like social media, social media is like a shop and like if. You know what i mean and that is like you when you see someone's feed like you're kind of scrolling through someone's shop and if you don't like the content or you don't like the the feed then you're like, oh i'm not gonna go to this shop again kind of thing exactly and i imagine it's the same with like our companions like you want to kind of create content which people kind of engage with or and i think the social media is so important now to kind of get the message out there because you've got your website and then you've got your social media and they've both exactly. got like work coincide with each other in that way to kind of like make people aware. Like, Has the community been like super welcoming when you kind of did launch the website?
1: Absolutely. Uh, yes, we've, we had so many messages from, you know, we put our messages out on LinkedIn, obviously social media. And I remember going on a few Facebook groups to say to people, look, I've launched, you know, yeah, go yeah. and check it out. And i have just been overwhelmed by really a lot of lovely messages, yeah. a lot of messages from parents, some parents that didn't even have the courage to eat out at that point. And uh, yeah, so luckily, so far, we've only ever received very positive feedback. And I think people see the good intention. They can see I'm a normal person. I'm a mum with two children trying to do something Yeah, because I've read your post,
0: but then it's the first time I get the opportunity to speak to you in person. And if no one's actually like, because, it's very hard to get to know like someone's personality when it's just like a post and a caption like you exactly. can really kind of get to know someone when you have an hour with someone where you can kind of sit down and actually kind of find out kind of the whole journey of like how you got to where you are kind of thing exactly
1: exactly and no, i just want people to know that i'm a mum i'm a yeah. you know a normal it's human to make being. a difference Try, yeah. exactly i i you know it sounds very cheesy but my story is very much what you see on social media is what you see on the website if you meet me, you know, those messages are very much the same. I'm honest, I'm genuine. And what I'm trying to do is genuinely bring positive change to this space.
0: Yeah. I was going to say as well, I know that like each year you kind of talk about like International Women's Day and like, obviously being a woman entrepreneur. And I remember you kind of shared other kind of Instagram accounts, which really kind of inspired you. Like, I know you kind of came from like a finance background. How was that in like a very kind of male dominated industry?
1: You have to, you know, dress professionally, you have yeah. to act a certain way, you have to almost prove yourself more than, yeah,
0: being, than you yeah. should really. And, and it's great to kind of see you apart from marriage as well, but also having a voice for that and something you stand for. Cause I think like, for me, like when you, you stand for something, like people can kind of rally behind you and kind of support that. I was going to say, is there any like woman, any kind of other kind of, um women in business you kind of look up to or aspire to be?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a, that's a very uh, difficult question. I suppose one of the, the people I really like uh, talking to and um, you know, I really admire the way she is is Julianne Ponan from yeah. Creating Nature. Uh, Julianne has been speaking to me. Well, I, I had a very brief chat before I launched. I didn't tell her what it was. Yeah. And then we speak fairly regularly. And one of the things I really like about Julianne is that she's obviously been very successful and she's business, done yeah. really well for with her business, but she's so humble and she.
0: She's very uh, humble, and I've had her on the podcast. It was during lockdown, so I didn't. I love to get her on, a, like you know, when you speak to someone in person. But yeah, she. I mean, the success of creative nature and how that's gone from like one product to now a massive range exactly. and the success and yeah, it's great.
1: Exactly, and you can see Julianne's profile is you know is very visible yeah. in, in the public space, but she you know, she doesn't care if someone has 20 followers or is only looking to start out or or they're simply, you know, a normal... She goes out of
0: way to, like, make sure that, yeah.
1: She's very inclusive and she doesn't look at people for who they are.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. No, that's great to hear as well. I was going to say, in regards to kind of, like, your son and Doss, have both got allergies, in terms of, like, growing up where they kind of take on that responsibility for themselves, is that something as a parent which... A little bit like anxious nurses are all, like, worried, but do you think like hopefully they'll be confident enough? Because I know like with Francesco, he went to, he did the allergy awareness day and he went mm. into the nursery. And was he like speaking to all the little kids about Absolutely.
1: Allergies? So yes, yeah, so um, it was very sweet. So we'd been planning to do something for allergy awareness week. I spoke to his nursery and actually his group of nursery were very receptive about allergy awareness yeah. week. So we decided to create these posters so over the weekend. We drew all the letters, he collared them all himself.
0: It's amazing, you showed me the picture just for the podcast yeah. as well. And I was like, it's amazing because I must have missed it on Instagram, man. it's so cute. So he actually did it all himself.
1: Yes, yeah, so he, he collared it all himself yeah. and then cut all the letters, stuck them with glue. And then uh, we took a picture on the way to nursery. And then when yeah. we got there, he literally ran in front of his group of friends who were already sort of sat in circle and he stood in front of all of them. So and I, I literally, I nearly cried, I, I didn't because I didn't want yeah, him to see forever, it but yeah. I just felt so proud because I know that I know that a lot of things can go wrong with allergies and I know that there is a lot of anxiety around it. My husband and I are very conscious of it and we talk about it a lot of the time but we try to talk about it away from him yeah. because the way we sort of, I mean my daughter Cleo is too small, she's only two and three months yeah, and she's yeah. only just started speaking. But Francesco is very aware of his allergy. He understands it so that's well. At such a young
0: age as well. That's amazing that he's like aware about like how serious it is. And I remember you, you saying before that obviously he's like telling all the kids like if he has a allergic reaction and what happens. Uh, I think that's great at such a young age. And I think that will like really help him when he does get older, when he gets that point where maybe he goes away to college or university that he has that confidence to like, speak up about it and tell like exactly. strangers or tell his friends about how serious it is.
1: Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, when when we did Allergy Awareness Week, he, he came out on s that and he said, oh, I want to tell everybody on the street about my poster and the fact that's I have amazing. an allergy and I thought so that's good, really yeah. good. So, I really hope as he and his sister grow up that they can, they feel like, you know, the same way someone has, I don't know, brown hair, red hair or darker skin, lighter skin, you know, yeah. it's just part of you, part of who you are and, yeah. You know, I want him to be able to, and like his sister to be able to just be open to people and to friends the same way we are right now for him. Yeah. Because, you know, I think the more we make it sound like a diversity point, the more we feel different.
0: Yeah, cause I think it like your allergy isn't like, I'm not defined by, it. it is like part of you. But if you understand that, then you kind of go forward in life being like, well, it's part of me, but then I'm not defined by, it. it's not gonna kind of let it get in the way of life and I think you did a post where you kind of said that like he kind of wished that he never had an allergy and that must be really heartbreaking as a parent maybe like hearing that um he sometimes
1: does come home and say that and then I speak to his teacher and he said oh you know the allergy topic came up and he just said oh I wish I didn't have an allergy and sometimes when he says that it's really heartbreaking because you think oh you obviously so aware of it but then equally you know James, my husband will say, Oh, but you know, Cleo has a fish allergen and um Cleo's teacher has an atendrin allergy and so and so has an allergen. And I I can have certain medicines and yeah. we try to make it turn into a positive discussion. But it's not every different time. as well. Because I think language?
0: like I you I feel like over the last couple of years, like it's it's definitely become more common now with kids or like even like adults can get allergies later on in life but it feels like it's a bit more of a common subject now and that you're not the only the only one so it must be good that it's probably quite nice not not nice but like the fact like his sister's got an allergy as well that he doesn't feel like left out because i think like me growing up my sister doesn't have an allergy so she could eat whatever she wants and i was like oh i want that as well so it's probably like in one way like they, they've got each other.
1: Exactly. And it's so nice as well. When we go to a restaurant now, he'll yeah. be the waiter. I have a gnat allergy and my little That's baby amazing. sister has a fish allergy. Yeah. And she'll he'll tell everybody. And I think actually, I, that, yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah. And I, hope I love
0: it. how confident he is at that age as well. Because I think there could be, there's certain um, points where like a parent could like protect the kid too much. But by doing that, the consequences is that when the kid kind of goes to university that he feels like super anxious about eating out or even like telling people. Um, And there's a bit of like a confidence thing there. And I think that's what I'm trying to like build up. But I think it's amazing to see like, your son like just being so confident to be like I've got this allergy and this is what it is and like speaking about it already at a young age is I think honestly it's going to help him (laughs) like going forward yeah
1: that's the hope and you know he's starting school in September and we want to make sure that his school and his friends we I think the openness element is really really important I think if you don't tell people and you don't make it part of the conversation that's where you can yeah you know that's when it becomes more difficult to be open about yeah. it and you know one of our biggest worries is always jason always says to me oh i hope he doesn't get bullied and i hope you know it doesn't knock his confidence down and obviously i really hope it doesn't happen and if it did then we'll have to deal with it in some way
0: it's so yeah it's so interesting because i as a kid I, I never got bullied because of my allergy but you do like you do hear like the odd story and i remember i had sarah on the podcast and and she kind of spoke about it and she just said there was one occasion where kids said something to a little boy like, oh you can't have this kind of thing and he got quite upset but yeah hopefully it doesn't like that hopefully doesn't come into it and stuff but i think yeah it's a tricky one isn't it like, i never really experienced it not with allergies anyway i think we all go through some experience in life where someone's a bit nasty and kids yeah. kids don't understand as well, being that age as well, like they probably don't understand like when they say, Oh, well, you can't have this and the consequences that could happen.
1: Exactly. But, you We're know, we'll it, yeah. come to it as it comes. But another thing about the website is yeah. that, you know, our, our dream again is that, you know, when he's old enough, when he becomes a teenager and his friends, are, oh, shall we go to a restaurant? Yeah, Should yeah. we go out for a meal? And he can actually refer to our website as a resource going out. And then also I hope that other children in his class, at his school, know about it. And, you know, yeah. know it's there as a as a way to like a really, resource, yeah. yeah, because one of our really big messages is all about inclusion and making everybody feel welcome at the table. You know, I, I hear a lot of stories where someone doesn't get invited out because they have an allergy or, yeah. or you know, parents that tell me, oh, I think my child wasn't invited to birthday parties because of an allergy. And then, you know, our, our biggest dream is that more and more people feel included and not excluded or, yeah. They don't have to go it's like
0: educated as well because I think like people just like don't understand and they just don't want to. Oh, we're not. I don't want to take that risk, so let's not invite them. And obviously, it's not nice and when when no. the, and when it's just a little kid and they don't they don't understand. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. So so yes. Yeah, so for and that's part of the reason why we're so really keen to for the website to be a success because yeah. we want our child or any other child growing up knowing that there are options that you know, they can go out for a meal and be welcome at a restaurant and go out with other people not feeling yeah. like the odd one out. And that's such an important... Because
0: I think we spoke about earlier, because I remember there's been times when my friends, like, butt an Indian. But say if it was, like, a family, one of their family events, so I can't, like, change the whole restaurant if his family's butt's that Indian. But it has been times where, oh, like, do you want to come along? And I'm like, no, I can't, like... With me allergy and i remember you saying like like on your website there's indians out there which are not free and someone reached out recently and, and told me about uh indian restaurant in Dolson which is like completely not free and mm-hmm. i actually emailed them and i was like yeah there's no nuts in the ingredients i feel super anxious already because of my i've i've not eaten indian since i was 13 so mm-hmm. like just the thought of like eating indian food in an indian restaurant just gives me anxiety because i'm always like well they said it's completely not free so it's great that with your website, there's resources out there where Absolutely. there's alternative options like where th- there might be a restaurant out there which is completely not free. For example, if it was an Indian.
1: Exactly, exactly. And what I'm finding as well for the restaurant, you can tell that unfortunately the last few years have you know, been marked by a few really tragic deaths. Yeah. And I think it's served as a almost a wake-up call for some restaurants yeah. that instead of just turning the customers away and saying, oh, we don't want to risk it. Actually, they have the risk in that business by removing certain allergens so i very uh, often come across restaurants that are now free or they don't use sesame they don't use gluten they don't use quite a lot of things and actually it's great to see that because i think rather than you know if if it worries you so much to serve someone with a nut allergy or sesame allergy or whatever else allergy maybe get rid of the allergen because perhaps that is the way forward and you know i've spoken to a chef of a nut-free restaurant and they removed nuts because they were too worried. But the chef actually told me that it allows them to be so much more creative with that cuisine.
0: Yeah, and like the creativity. Have you seen the film on Netflix called Bowling Point?
1: No, but it's on uh,
0: on my list. one of the customers in the film has an allergy and she speaks to the waitress and the waitress then passes over the note and then there's a bit of an argument like why is this not in the system and then they tell the chef and I thought this is going to be quite interesting to see how this rolls out in the in the in the film but the film is all shot in one one shot so it's amazing like you really feel like the anxiousness and stress of the restaurant and yeah. everything and the, the the woman in it like she has allergic reactions to the food and she gets taken out of the establishment and The thing what what concerned me is like, like they even asked her, like, have you got an EpiPen? And the boyfriend said, yeah, she's got an EpiPen. But then they don't use it until the ambulance come and the crew arrive and they use the EpiPen. Um, But when they did use the EpiPen, I'll have to rewatch this again, but it looks like when they stabbed it into the leg, it looks like they pressed it with a thumb, which is obviously not how you use an Mm -hmm. EpiPen, it's all done on pressure. So that was like, I was like, it's great that they're raising awareness about allergies, but are then, they
1: doing it in the right way?
0: But then it wasn't quite right. I mm. felt like if she did have the EpiPen, she should have done that in the restaurant. So people were aware that she had it on with her. And then, like I said, when, when the ambulance did come and inject it, it looks like they clicked it with the thumb. And I was like, I was so annoyed. i have to re-watch this again. But like yeah. it's annoying. It's great that people are using allergies in storylines in some way. Um, but I also just want to make sure that they do it correctly, because if I have an allergic reaction, I don't want someone to click it and stab the needle into the phone. No, and then, of course. And then I could be, like, without an EpiPen. I've always got two anyway, but, like, still, like, it's scary. Like, yeah.
1: No, of course. I suppose that's the problem with films. They don't always represent reality in the most.
0: Yeah, but this film is, like, so realistic. Mm. Like, it was, like, the struggles of, like, a restaurant, and it's just... I just wish they got it bang on. Like, of course. And it's a shame because I think it was like, it did really well on Netflix and it's a really good film. But I just, I just think when, when films or documentaries or anything, TV, like show allergies, like they actually just make sure that like, everything is on to no, the tea. Absolutely. Otherwise, like, I don't want someone stabbing the phone. But it's great to see that they actually showing it how to stab it in the leg. Because I think with the Epipen, everybody thinks that like, you stab it somewhere else. Like.
1: No, absolutely. And at least it's a talking point for the non-allergy community as well. Yeah, yeah. So kind of raising that awareness that, you know, I think yeah. sometimes when you raise the topic of allergies, people think, oh, it's just a bit of a an itch on yeah, the arm. Yeah, it's or, just like... You know, or, you know, I'm sure you've had a little...
0: Unless... Of they don't know anyone with allergies sometimes they just don't take it seriously and like and I feel like the best experience for me in restaurants is if they've got a family or a friend with an allergy like completely that has been for me like the best experiences like
1: no completely I, I would agree it's either someone in the kitchen has a yeah. severe allergy or they yeah. have one or their sister or you know someone yeah. in the that completely
0: what's what's the best experience you've had so far in a restaurant is there one restaurant so far where you, you you always go back to or you've had a really good experience there
1: so we've had the different um experiences that are really really positive i mean we went on holiday to cornwall last year and the chef will meet me every morning discuss yeah. our yeah. meals for the day and tell me literally tell me what you want to eat and i'll I'll do it. And that was amazing. It was done in Cornwall's at the uh, the Pelurian Hotel. And, uh, but then again, we went to uh, a place uh, near Bath, Bradford and Avon, and the restaurant was completely in free. And that was amazing. We actually found a review on the website. And decided to give it a go. You mentioned yeah. that it was not free and the food was really good. I know. you
0: got give me some like, suggestions later. So i have to make sure to check them out. Right? Was it a nut-free bakery you gave me?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a cafe. Cafe, yeah. Just What's that called of again? The... Uh Mitos Coffee Shop.
0: Mito's Coffee Shop. I mean... I've never gone to a coffee shop and had a cake. And the fact that like you said it's like completely nut free is like, yeah, I'm super excited about that one. Mm,
1: absolutely. And we, we do get recommendations on the website. That always gets so excited. I mean, especially we bakeries and coffee shops, I get particularly excited because I know that yeah. that's such a weak category. And God, I, got, I haven't yeah. been for a coffee and cake with my son yet. Yeah. We still, you know, we found recommendations on the website, but they are a bit of a drive from us. But you know, it's really nice. It gives you hope that there are places out, out there.
0: there where you can do it. Yeah. And
1: I think that's where it's so important to go on a website and leave a review and share experiences because that's the only web- way for the website to grow is to, you know, all tell each other our secrets, not just keep them yeah, for. And it
0: grows out a community as well. I was gonna say, we're getting to the end of podcast, but I just really want to ask like, what advice would you give to other parents out there with kids with allergies? Is there one piece of advice which kind of comes to mind, which hopefully will help them?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there are different pieces of advice. You know, if you, it depends. If you haven't received a diagnosis, make sure that you try to see someone as soon as possible, that yeah. you get professional advice before you try to look for advice from other people who are not uh, professionals. Um, And the the advice as well is to be very open to other parents, to other people, to other friends. Don't hide your child's allergy, but also don't over exaggerate just to be kind of heard, you know, just be really uh, open about it, you know. We've shown friends how to use an EpiPen if they were looking after our son for a couple of hours and just make it part of the conversation and so that, you know, they are aware and your child then grows up in a world where people understand their allergies and they are made to feel welcome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to say, if anyone wants to follow kind of Allergy Companions, I'll check out the website. Do you remember all off by art? Like, I always feel like I put people on the spot. I'm like, do you remember? Like, <laughs> so is it AllergyCompanions.com or .co.uk? Yes,
1: so it's AllergyCompanions.com, the website. And then you can follow us on social media under Allergy Companions. So it's nice and easy.
0: That's amazing. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And yeah, it's great to kind of hear about the story of our Algae Companions and how it kind of started. And it's great to hopefully see it over the next few years grow and obviously be the go to platform for when you are eating out with an Algae, check it out. So yeah, thank you.